Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore. Welcome to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirits get fed, our faith is nourished and begins to grow and develop more and more, and we learn how to please God and be an overcomer in every aspect of life. It is God's plan and God's will that we be victorious ones, that we be overcomers. We've saved you a seat right here on the front row and like for you to get your uh, Bible and uh, get something to take notes with and come right on into the class and join us today. We're going to be uh, believing the Lord. We're going to pray just in a moment here for answers. And it's amazing how he can minister to everybody at the same time and yet specifically individually. He knows uh, the things to come. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows how you got to where you are right now. And he knows how to get out of problems. He knows how to get to the next good thing that he has for us. We're believing for these things, for you, for all of us. So come on in. Let's pray. Let's release faith right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we are so thankful for what you have done for us so many good things you've already done, so many prayers you've answered, so faithful you have been and are. We ask you for today, for utterance, for the anointing, for eyes and ears and hearts and minds, for answers, for direction, exactly what you know we need right now. And we purpose to receive it and put it into practice and be a doer of it and assure as surely as we act on it and do it, you will watch over it and perform it, and we thank you for doing that in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you turn in our textbook to a scripture that we've been looking at all week? We want to continue with it in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen. Excuse me, I'm, I, I skipped to verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. There's a seen realm there's an unseen realm. Uh, just a few verses later, chapter 5, verse 7 says, We walk by faith, not by sight. Our focus in life, from the time we get up to the time we go to bed, can be either on the seen realm or the unseen realm. It's our choice. Romans 8 says, to be carnally minded, or that is to be naturally, which would be seen realm minded, is death. Uh, literally, focusing on what you see and feel around you will bring you down. It just will. You, it's possible you can be in the most beautiful place uh, on the planet. Sun shining bright, be on the beach whatever the case, wind in the palm trees, and yet on the inside, you can be totally darkened in your understanding. You can be depressed. You can feel dejected. You can feel lost. 
you don't just live out here. Sometimes people have thought, well, if, you know, if I'd relocate, if I'd move, then things would be better. Not automatically, not necessarily, because when you get there, you're there. <laughs> and you brought you with you. <laughs> and if you didn't get that, the problems fixed over there, then you just brought the problems with you to a new location. You don't just live out here. You don't just live at a physical address or a state, a county, country. You live inside. You live in your mind. You live in your heart and your soul. So that being the case, if it's true that you could be in the most beautiful of surroundings and yet be depressed and defeated inside, well, the opposite's true. You could be in lousy circumstances physically, but inside be victorious, depending on what you choose to focus on. Uh, look at this verse again, verse 18. We look not at the things that are seen. In fact, why don't let's just make that a confession today. Say it out loud. I look not at the things which are seen, but I look at the things which are not seen. How do you look at things you don't see? He's talking about your physical eye. Well, you already know that. I mean, uh, there are times we're talking about what somebody might call an abstract concept, uh, an idea, uh, something that's not physically in the room with you, and the other person says, oh, I see that, I see that. Well, they're not talking about something they see a physical reflection of with their eyes. You see it in your mind's eye. You can see with your heart. You can see with the eyes of your spirit. Back up to verse 13 and see what this was connected with, what we've been talking about all week. This was just a very, a very few verses from this verse. Verse 13, we having the same spirit of faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith deals with the unseen. According as it is written, I believed. Therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. Faith is not just believing. Faith is believing and expressing that belief primarily through your words, but then other actions as well. He said, uh, we having the same spirit of faith, According as, as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. You'll hear, hear people say, well, I'll believe it when I see it. That is a completely incorrect phrase. Uh, when you see it, it's too late to believe it. <laughs> Believing has to do with the unseen. Faith... Uh, I believe, therefore have I spoken, looking at the things that are not are seen, but at the things that are not seen. We um, just make a choice in our daily affairs. What am I going to look at? I, I, can, I can focus on how I feel, but there's something else I could look at. 
Maybe I'm hurting in my body. But it is written, he took my infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains. By his stripes, I am healed. With long life, he'll satisfy me and show, he, show me his salvation. Can I look at that? Can I look at that instead of looking at this? I can. Amazingly, it's a choice. It's, it's something I can choose to do. Go with me to the scripture that we looked at on yesterday and continue. This is how Jesus functioned. It's how he operated. Mark 11 and uh, 22. Mark eleven twenty two. when Jesus had spoken to that tree and he spoke to what you couldn't see and it affected change in what they did see. And when they remarked and said, Lord, look how quickly that tree dried up, shriveled up. You just spoke to it a few hours ago. Jesus used it as an opportunity and an example to teach them and us how to function by faith. He said, verse 22, uh, and I'm reading in the, the Dewey translation, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. And in the King James in verse 23, he said, uh, whoever will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Now, Jesus had what he said when he spoke to that fig tree. What he said happened. And he's telling them and us, you can have happen what you say. I know when I say it, there, sadly, there are many, many church-going people who reject that. They go, well, that sounds like hocus-pocus, magic-type thinking to me. You say it and it happens. Are you, are you making fun of what Jesus did? Are you making fun of what he said? Well, no, but that's him. He could do that. He just got through saying, and if you're with us in, in yesterday's class, we went into detail in Matthew 21. He said, you can not only do what I just did. But you could also do this. Jesus had what he said happen. What he said affected changes in the natural world. And he's telling us the same thing can happen with you. You can have happen what you say. I want us to go through this again carefully to see exactly what he said. And again, if you're watching, don't make fun of Jesus. Don't make fun of what he said. This is the key to changing your life, my friend. Be it, become a disciple of the master. Become a follower of him. Is there, is there a better way to live and act and respond in life than the way Jesus did it? We're saying he's the master. He's our hero. Nobody's ever done it better. Nobody ever will. But he said, if you'll become like me and be fully developed, you, you, you'll never be above me, he said. 
But you can be like me. You can do what I did. This is exciting. This is exciting. What did he, how did he say he did it? Verse 23. Verse 23. Whosoever. So who will this work for? Anybody. Anybody. If you'll do what? Say to the mountain. So you've got to say. Everybody say it out loud. You have to say. You've got to say it. You've got to open your mouth. You've got to push air. You've got to make noise. You must say it. Many Christians don't, they don't believe this. They, they get hung up on it. But we're following Jesus. If you'll say to the mountain, so this is not praying, begging God to move the mountain. This is you talking to the mountain. Jesus talked to trees. He talked to wind and waves. He talked to fevers. You and I need to do the same thing. Talk. If you've got an infection in your body, talk to that infection. If you've got some kind of congestion in your lungs, some kind of inflammation in your body, talk to it. Talk to it. In fact, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Put your hand, class, put your hands on your, on your body somewhere. Same thing with you. When I say class, I'm talking about everybody in class. You know, you're right here. Uh, say it out loud. Body, body. I'm, speaking to you. I'm speaking to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Infection, Infection. Go, away. go away. Inflammation, Inflammation. Go, away. go away. Any growths, any growths. Anything, anything that ought not be in my body, any bad bacteria, any, bad bacteria. any, virus. any virus, any deadly thing, any deadly thing. Die, die and be removed, and be removed. From, my from my body. My whole body, my whole body. Be, quickened. be quickened, be made full of life, be, full of life. be, made, normal. be made normal, become healthy, become, healthy. become, strong. become strong, and work right. And work right. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Would Jesus do something like that? He did. He did do things just like that. He spoke to fevers. He spoke to wind and waves. He spoke to trees. We're reading about that right here. Now, I want to draw your attention to the two big things he said to do. If you would what? Say it. And you're talking to the mountain, to the thing you won't change. This is not prayer. And you tell it what you want it to do. And then what else? And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he says comes to pass, he will have what he said. Now some people have have heard a part of this and then they've emphasized one and not emphasized the other and, and there have been people that you know just got confused and I'm not claiming that we know all about it but I will draw your attention to this he didn't say you'd have everything you believe nor did he say you'd have everything you said are y'all with me class? What did he say? He said, if you would say it and 
not doubt in your heart, but believe what you said, then you'd have what you said. Sometimes people will grab a phrase of that and say, well, you know, you can have everything that you say. He didn't say that. Well, any, you'll have everything that you believe. He didn't say that either. Let's say exactly what he said, <laughs> right? If you'll do what? If you'll, if you'll speak to the, the, whatever you want changed, if you'll speak to it. And then what else? Not doubt in your heart. Now, that's actually kind of a biggie. <laughs> Don't just fly past that. <laughs> Don't doubt in your heart. Let me read, uh, I was reading the Dewey translation earlier. I want to read that again in verse uh, 22 and 23. Mark eleven twenty-two, Dewey translation said, Jesus answered and said to them, have the faith of God. Verse 23, amen, I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not stagger in his heart, but believe that whatsoever he says shall be done, it shall be done unto him. I wanted you to notice the word stagger because this is the same Greek word that's translated waver in some other parts of the New Testament. We have to overcome wavering for our words to have any effect and power. So you say it and not stagger in your heart. Let's go to Romans 4.20. You're familiar with this, but it is the same word that we just saw here in Mark 11.23. If you'll say it and not stagger in your heart. Romans 4.20, talking about Abraham. And we know Abraham's faith was good because he got what he believed for. He got results. And it's held up as an example to us. Romans 4.20 says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded, which is the opposite of staggering or wavering, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So Abraham did what Jesus is talking about in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. When God told him, I have made you, the father of many nations, when he and Sarah had been unable to have a child. The Bible said when he showed him, you know, the stars in in the heaven, he showed him, talked about the the sand on the seashore and said, so shall your seed be. Well, you're going to have to have at least one child for them to have children and them to have children for all that to come to pass. It's going to have to be a child. And the Bible said Abraham believed God. Based on what? Not anything he's seeing. Not anything he's experienced. He's he's looking at something unseen. He's believing what God told him. And the scripture said he staggered not at the promise of God. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was being fully persuaded. 
I want to say this and then we're going to keep seeing it scripture after scripture. Faith is sure. Faith is convinced. Faith is assured. Faith is sure. If you're not sure, you're not in faith. What is wavering? What is staggering? Look in James. We, we, we know this, but it'll, it'll do us good to look at it again. James 1 and verse 5 and 6. James 1, 5, he talked about if, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraids not. But verse 6 says, let him ask in faith nothing wavering. That's the same word that's in Mark eleven twenty three. 23, that's in Romans four twenty. It's here. Sometimes it's translated stagger. Sometimes it's translated waver. Sometimes translated doubt. But it means, it means back and forth. Back and forth. Wavering is this way and in this way. And this way and this way. If you're this way, you can't be in faith. And so what you say is not going to come to pass. Because you are doubting in your heart. You are wavering in your heart. And it could come out like this. Well, is it going to happen? I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I hope so. We'll see. We'll try it. If it's God's will, if it's not, I don't know. You cannot be in faith when you're not sure of God's will. You cannot be in faith when you're not sure. When you're wavering. That's why oftentimes people are not in position to pray the prayer of faith initially. You've got to hear enough word of God until you stop vacillating, you stop wondering, you stop questioning, and you get to the place where you're like Abraham. You're not almost there. You are fully persuaded. Somebody say fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. See, this is the reason many have uh, had uh, been confused about uh, attempting to use faith principles. They said something and it didn't happen. And they said, well, see there, there's nothing to that. I thought that was goofy anyway. <laughs> well, they were never convinced. They didn't do what he said. Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus did not say, you'll have everything you believe. He did not say. You'll have everything you say. What did he say? If you speak to it and you don't waver, you don't vacillate and stagger in your heart, but you believe, in other words, you are convinced, you're fully persuaded, like Abraham, that what you say will happen. Then Jesus said, what you say <laughs> will happen. How many think Jesus is right? How many think he knows what he's talking about? He just got through doing it. He demonstrated it. That's how he lived. That's how he functioned. That's how God the Father functions. So never let somebody tell you all oh, that faith stuff doesn't work. They're just talking about a lack of understanding they have concerning faith. Surely 
no person that's a real Christian is going to disrespect Jesus and say that what he said doesn't work. If he said that you say it and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say will come to pass, it'll come to pass. How many is going to go with Jesus and say he knows what he's talking about? If you do what he said, it's going to happen. If you think you did what he said and it didn't happen, guess what? He's still right. <laughs> He's still right. And you just missed it somewhere. You didn't do what he told you to do. And as soon as you do what he said, you're going to see results. Listen, we should not be proud and haughty. It's surprising how haughty folks can be. Something didn't work. They prayed something, they said something, they did something, and their first conclusion is, God let me down. <laughs> That's the only possibility? <laughs> is it God let us down? Faith didn't work? The Bible isn't true? That's the only possibility you can come up with? How about this? Maybe you did something wrong. <laughs> maybe, maybe you and me didn't know something. Didn't, right? Right. That's when we have faith school. We're learning. We're growing. No, friends, God is faithful. He never lets us down. He, his word is forever settled in heaven. It cannot fail. Real faith in God gets real results every time when you do what he said. No, thank God. Abraham staggered not. He was fully persuaded. He said, don't, don't ask wavering like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Don't let that man think he'll receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Can you get this fixed? Yes, you can. But not by watching a bunch of foolish TV and listening to a bunch of people tell you all their you know, misgivings about everything. You got to put your nose in the textbook. You got to spend some time with him and keep hearing what he said, hearing what he said, hearing what he said until it pushes out all of the questionings and all of the wonderings and all of the reasonings and all you're left with is he said it and I believe it. <laughs> That's it. Then, when you're fully persuaded and you can say something and not waver about, not wondering, will it happen, will it not happen, is it his will, it is, is it not his will? If you're still doing that, you're not ready to speak. Your words will have no power. But when you get fully persuaded, you will say, and it will come to pass. Hallelujah. Say it out loud, I can be like Abraham. No wavering. Fully persuaded. Totally convinced of God's faithfulness. Hallelujah. Well, that's it again today for uh, faith class. Join us again tomorrow. Join us again. Go back and get the previous ones and become a strong in faith, giving glory to God child yourself. We'll see you next time in faith school.